Welcome to episode 17 of Ed Stories Podcast. This is your host, Mike Zaffitz. Today's episode, I sit down with Jeff Woody Woodruff, who is a producer and co-host of the Sunday Night Shakedown radio show here in Rochester for the past nine years. The last episode was in December of 2016. If For those of you who aren't familiar, the Sunday Night Shakedown was a local music show here in Rochester that promoted and played local music. They had um, a guest, mo- more than one guest, usually in the studio every week. And uh, it was a great show for the local music community, and they are missed on the air for sure. However, there are plans, and you'll hear this during the interview, that there are plans in place to take the Shakedown into a podcast format which is going to be great for them to reach a a wider audience at all times. You don't have to tune in at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. You can take the Shakedown podcast with you to work or wherever you're going to to listen to it. Um, And that's exciting news for the the local music community here in Rochester to have that that format and have uh, Frank and Woody doing their show in the podcast format. So this interview is great with Woody, uh, a lot about the history of the show, a lot about the, the inner workings of a radio show that regular folks who just listen to the radio would have no uh, no idea about. So it was a great interview. I really thank Woody for, for coming over. If you want to follow the, the Shakedown on Twitter and Facebook, you can follow them at Shakedown989 on Twitter and just search the Sunday Night Shakedown on Facebook, and you'll be able to follow and find out when they're going to get that podcast off the ground. Also, Woody is in... A few local bands. He's got some projects going on that you'll hear about in the episode. And you can follow him on Facebook or friend him at Jeff Woody Woodruff to find out where he's playing. He's a drummer in a few different projects and percussionist in a few different projects here in Rochester, too. So follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Facebook. And I hope that you enjoy this episode of Ed Stories. Tune in now and stay follow our podcast, Ed Stories, on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, wherever else you get your podcasts, and we'll have some episodes coming up in the future. But for now, enjoy today's episode with Woody Woodruff. Welcome to Ed Stories number 17. I'm sitting here with Jeff Woody Woodruff. Jeff, thanks for coming by. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and we were just talking a little bit off the off the air about your experience behind the microphone, longtime DJ and show host for the Sunday Night Shakedown in Rochester. And I would love to hear a little bit about how that show got off the ground 
and you know, kind of how it started, and then you know we'll kind of we'll take it from there. So sure. I was always honored to be a part of the Sunday Night Shakedown, and I'm still honored to be a part of the Sunday Night Shakedown, to be a part of the legacy of that show. I always thought it was something that was very important. It was a show that was very important to the local music community in Rochester, obviously. And, uh, you know, for me to be the producer of the show and for me to be the co-host of the show is something for which I was always grateful, and I'm still grateful for that experience. And I'm, I'm also very grateful to have worked with Frank DuBlaze, who's the host of the show, and he's a very good friend of mine. And we still work together. Frank and I still work together, despite the Sunday Night Shakedown going off the air back in December, which was very sad. But we are going to move forward. We're going to start a Shakedown podcast of our own, and it's going to feature local music in Rochester, as we always have. Uh, so we're looking forward to the future, but I know you want to talk about the past and how the shakedown came to be. So going all the way back, the, the Sunday night shakedown actually stemmed from the homegrown show on 96.5 WCMF, which was hosted by Uncle Raj, who is a wonderful man and a very talented musician in his own right and a very talented radio DJ. And of course, for anyone who doesn't remember, he, Uncle Raj was the overnight host of of uh, the late night shift on 96.5 WCMF and on Sunday nights, which is actually technically Monday morning is midnight on Sunday. So mm-hmm. technically it was Monday morning. He had an hour long show. He had, he had an hour long radio show on WCMF called homegrown and it featured local music from Rochester and he would play uh, CDs back then. I don't think they had MP3s back then. So he'd- when you say back then, what do you, t- what uh, kind of j- couple years are you talking about? I think it was – I don't know exactly when the Homegrown show started on WCMF, but I know he did it right up until the point where he passed away. So that would have been the early 2000s, I think 2004. Um, that's the point up until which he was on the air on WCMF and had the Homegrown show on Sunday nights, Monday mornings. And I think it's it might have started back in the 80s. Okay, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask Frank, but I think that – the homegrown show started back in the 1980s, maybe 1990s, maybe even goes farther yeah. back even than that. I'm not sure. But I know the homegrown show hosted by Uncle Raj on WCMF was the predecessor to the Sunday Night Shakedown. And then when Uncle Raj was taken from us, may he rest in peace, the torch was passed to Frank DuBlaze. And I think that would have been in 2005. On CMF at the time? It was actually, uh, it was actually around the time when WCMF was merging with 98.9 The Buzz and 98PXY. And there was kind of, um, um, uh, so, uh, kind of, I guess you could call it a corporate merger through Entercom, and we have our uh, Entercom cluster here in Rochester. So it's Entercom Rochester. We have ninety six five WCMF, ninety eight nine The Buzz, ninety two five WBEE, ninety eight PXY, and um, the Sports Talk station uh, ninety five seven ESPN. So those are all our stations in our Entercom Rochester cluster. And I believe I could be slightly wrong with the timing of all of this, but I believe the year was 2005 when those stations were when those radio stations were uh, merged together in in their corporate fashion and and so that was right around the time so so it came to be that 
uh, WCMF and 98.9 The Buzz were both housed under the Entercom Rochester umbrella. And um, at that time, you know, Uncle Raj had passed away and the people at WCMF weren't sure what to do with the homegrown show because they wanted to continue a local music program on WCMF or at least one of our radio stations in our Entercom Rochester cluster. And so that was right around the time when they thought of Frank DeBlaze uh, because Frank, of course, is a musician and a music critic and an author and a photographer, and he's a local celebrity around the Rochester area, and he's a man who wears many hats. So they thought, well, let's continue the homegrown show and have a local music radio program. But there was some changes in the programming at WCMF. So they, long story short, they decided to move the homegrown show over to 98.9 The Buzz. And then at that point, the program director and all the management decided to change the branding and change the name of the show. Still make it a local music show, but they changed it to uh, the Sunday Night Shakedown. Okay. That was the name they decided on. And they decided to have Frank DuBlaze be the host. And so that started about 12 years ago. And the first broadcast of the Sunday Night Shakedown happened, I believe, in April of 2005. And... um and then Frank was the host of the show, and they had a few different producers before I joined the show. But it got off to a great start, and it went strong ever since. It became a very popular radio show. It featured local music from Rochester. We brought in guests. You know, local musicians were our guests on the show, and they, we, we brought them in and did interviews with them. We played their music. Some musicians performed live in the studio. Some musicians brought in CDs and MP3s and we played their recordings and everything, and it was it was great. And so I think the show was on the air for a few years. Frank hosted it the whole time. The the, um, the Sunday Night Shakedown ran on the air on ninety eight nine The Buzz for twelve years, and and um, and for the first few years, I actually was not a part of the show. I was working at the radio station, but they had different producers, and th- things changed. My predecessor was. A guy named Jay Ferris, who's a very talented radio personality and producer. Um, And he switched stations. So there became an opening for the producer spot on the Sunday Night Shakedown. And he trained me because the program director chose me to take his place. So I was his successor. And he, Jay Ferris trained me on all the buttons and knobs and everything Mm -hmm. like that and running all the computers, which I still never completely learned i still don't know what the hell i'm doing but uh, <laughs> i just fake it till i make it you know i did do, yeah, yeah. do the best i can we, we kept the show running and um and, and then i became the producer and co-host of the sunday night shakedown along with frank DuBlaze. and it's a pleasure to work with frank and i've had a great time uh, i i was the co-host and producer of the shakedown for nine of the 12 years that it was on the air and so it was a very long run. And like I said before, I'm very proud to have been a part of the shakedown. It's a pleasure to work with Frank DuBlaze. And it's a pleasure to work with all the talented musicians we have in our local music community in the Rochester area. And uh, it, it was a great experience. Great. So when for for the community at large, if it doesn't know about the inner workings of the a radio show, me included, what what is the producer's role in getting the show off the ground and keeping it running um, episode to episode? A little bit of everything. It, you know, I'm kind of the multi-purpose guy. I, I know it, it, it changes per show. I mean, it, uh, it depends on the show. It depends on what station you're on. It depends on what kind of show that you're broadcasting on. But uh, for the Sunday Night Shakedown in particular, you know, I handled all the technical production of the program. So like I said before, I was twisting the knobs and pushing the buttons yeah. and running all the computers and everything like that during the show while we were live on the air broadcasting. And then, you know, throughout the week, when we weren't broadcasting on Sunday nights, 
you know, I would, um, you know, I'd be answering emails and scheduling guests. Uh, you know, I was always inundated with phone calls and text messages and Facebook messages and tweets and emails from musicians around the Rochester area asking if they could be guests on the shakedown and if they could send us their music. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of scheduling and it was a lot of programming for me. And, uh, it really, you know, we went live on the air on Sunday nights, but it was really a job that, encompassed the entire week. You know, it was something I was doing throughout the entire week, every week, um, on a weekly or monthly or annual basis. You know, I did it for nine years. So it was a great way for me to get in touch with all the musicians in the Rochester area. You know, I, I know a lot of bands. I know a lot of musicians yeah, yeah. around Rochester because of that. So it was busy. It kept me busy, but it was worth it. You know, it was a great experience because it helped me to get to know many musicians around the Rochester area. But yeah, I did a lot of technical production. You know, I loaded all the songs into the system when bands and musicians would email us their MP3s or they'd mail us CDs. I'd have to listen to all the songs, make sure the songs were good, make sure the songwriting was good, make sure the production was good, make sure there's no swear words, you know, to edit out yeah, swear yeah. words, you know, some things like that. So it, it was busy and there was a lot of work involved, but it was great. You know, a lot of scheduling, a lot of production, a lot of live broadcasting, but, um, it, it was a great experience. And like I said, I got to know Frank really well. Frank and I are still very good friends and I got to become very good friends with a lot of great musicians around Rochester. So I was always very thankful for that. That's awesome. So when you got, so you would get, you, like you said, inundated with all these requests to come on the show, people mm -hmm. sending you music, et cetera, et cetera. I know a big part of the show was to have guests in the studio who would talk about what they have going on, talk about, um, you know, their songwriting, and then they would play a couple tunes in the studio. Did you, so a couple questions. Did you have guests on every week? And then what was the process for preparing for an in-studio guest? We did have guests on the show every week. And it was something where it, it was difficult. <laughs> it was difficult for Frank and me to say no, you know. Right. I, I don't want to go as far as to say as Frank and I were people pleasers. Uh, maybe we were in some instances, but, um, but Frank and I just, we, Frank and I just always want to make everybody happy, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, it was difficult for Frank and me to say no, because every week we would have musicians around the Rochester area asking to be guests on the shakedown and come in and do live interviews with us, which was great. Yeah. And we we're always very thankful for the musicians who are willing to be a part of the show and to contribute their time and talent to the show and to take an interest in the show. That was something that blew Frank and me away. You know, we were, yeah. We were always very grateful for the musicians who were interested in the show and wanted to be guests on the show. We thought it was great and we wanted them to participate. And we we're always very grateful for the people who just listened to the show, you know, for, for all the people who supported the shakedown and for all the people who listened to the shakedown and tuned in every Sunday night. We're very grateful for everybody's support. And we're especially grateful for the musicians who shared their time and talent with us. So to answer your question, we would have, you know, we'd get the phone calls and the emails and the correspondences from musicians every week. And I generally fielded those. You know, Frank would do that sometimes because he was always, Frank and I always tried to be a part of the scene throughout the week. We'd try to go out to as many shows as we could, right. be a part of the local music scene. And, and so in that process, many musicians would contact us and either face to face or via email or phone calls or whatever. And, uh, they'd, they'd ask to be a part of the show. We usually try to squeeze them in. We always had a full schedule every Sunday night, 
But uh, even if we had a full schedule, we'd try to squeeze everybody in. Sometimes we just couldn't. Uh-huh. You know, there, there were some shows where we just did not have enough time. There was only a three-hour show, yeah. and we had to play a certain amount of songs and commercials within each show. And sometimes there just simply was not enough time. And unfortunately, we had to turn some people away. But we didn't turn them away for for good. We always said, "Well, you can come back next week, or you you know call us call us in a few weeks yeah, you know, sure. when you have another show around Rochester, and we'll get you back on the shakedown so you can come in and promote." what you're doing. And, uh, we always tried to reschedule with them, but, uh, but yeah, we had, um, we had many musicians always contacting us every week and it was, it was, it was a lot of work to try to organize the schedule mm-hmm. and try to figure out the timing of everything. That was another thing that I became very good at as the producer of the Sunday night shakedown was watching the clock and estimating how much time every segment would take. And am I going to have enough time for all the commercials that need to be played this hour? And how long is this person's song going to be? And, um, you know, how many songs are they going to play? How long is their interview going to be? Some guests were more talkative than others. Yeah. So you could kind of gauge uh, how much they would talk during the interview versus how much music they were going to play. Other guests didn't say very much, so you try to mm-hmm. play more music and, and uh, you, knowing that you wouldn't get as much of a conversation out of them. So you just, it, it was just kind of a fluctuating mm-hmm. experience every Sunday night. And we got to know the musicians around Rochester really well. Some guests were repeat guests. Other times, you know, we, we, many Sundays, we always tried to bring in guests for the first time and have guests on the show who hadn't been on the show before to keep keep it fresh for the listeners and also uh, keep it exciting for the guests and for Frank and me, you know, learning yeah. learning new things about all the folks who are coming in, learning new things about their music. Did you did so? Did you guys talk before every show and just come up with a playlist and talk about the interviews and talk about the artist and what you were going to ask the the questions you were going to ask during the interview as well as what you were going to play that week? To a degree, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you might be giving us a little too much credit as far as our <laughs> show prep, but <laughs> yeah, we, fr- Frank and I like to fly by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. There, there was show prep. We, we, we did prepare for each show. <laughs> Frank and I would, the show went on the air at eight o'clock every Sunday night. And Frank and I, you know, I would usually get to the station around six or six thirty to start setting things up. I like to be able to take my time and not rush to get the show up and running. Uh, so I would get to the station around six o'clock or six thirty every Sunday evening and I'd start setting up for the show. Frank usually got to the station around seven o'clock or seven fifteen. And then, you know, we'd start talking about the show for that night. And, uh, you know, we'd come up with a playlist of songs by local bands that we wanted to play to start off the show. We'd talk about what guests were going to be on the show that Sunday night. And uh, we generally didn't rehearse very much. There were times where we'd say, well, we'll ask this line of questions or, you know, I want to touch on this subject with this guest and that kind of thing. But we didn't, we didn't, we never wanted to over rehearse or we never wanted to be too prepared yeah. because we wanted the show for better or or worse, we wanted the shakedown to have a very fresh sound to it. Uh, we didn't want to sound like amateurs, but at the same time, we didn't want to sound too polished or too processed or too corporate or, or over rehearsed or stiff. You know, we wanted yeah. we wanted to keep the conversations very natural and organic sounding, and we wanted the guests to feel free to say whatever they wanted to say and and not make it contrived. Uh, so many times we would. I don't want to say we flew by the seat of our pants, but at the same time, we were not, we were not nitpickers. You know, we were yeah. not, uh, taskmasters or, or um, what's the word? We, we were not micromanagers. That's for sure. Sure. Well, I the, mean, you were on the, you're on the air for over a decade. It had to help. I'm sure it helped with the feel of the show, that kind of natural. Yeah. 
natural flow of it, conversational style. Now you work in radio still. Is that is that typical for uh, an, a, a radio show that you would typically hear on on FM, or is that or do, is there a certain amount of prep that typically goes into the show amongst the hosts and producers? I think there's more prep with other shows, especially morning shows on major FM commercial radio stations. Any morning show currently has much more show prep that goes into it. You know, some, there were Sunday nights where Frank and I would go on the air at eight o'clock and we didn't go on the air because we were ready. We went on the air because it's eight o'clock, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's just time to go and yep. ready or not. Here we go. It's eight o'clock. Let's start broadcasting. And we flew by the seat of our pants and it was exciting. And then there were some Sunday nights where we would do a little more show prep and we'd have a better sense of what's to come. But we, we learned over the years that we, it was almost an exercise in futility to do too much show prep because yeah. every show was different. Every band was different. Every guest was different. Every set of music was different. So we learned how to adapt. And we learned how to adjust to each show as the show was broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question from a minute ago, I think that with 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 many FM commercial radio stations, the morning shows that are featured on those types of stations do have more show prep. I think uh, there's more corporate involvement. There's more involvement from program directors and operations managers to uh, achieve a certain type of sound and a certain type of dialogue and a certain type of vibe and a certain type of product by morning shows. So there is a lot more show prep and rehearsals. It's not stiff. It's not over-rehearsed and it's not contrived, but they definitely have a, a stronger guideline by which to broadcast. Whereas Frank and I were lucky in that sense because I don't want to say they'd let us do whatever the hell we wanted to, but <laughs> we did have a bit more freedom. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember I was talking recently with a friend of mine who works in radio and it was around the time when the Sunday night shakedown was going off the air back in December. And I was talking with a good friend of mine who was one of my mentors and he and I were talking about how sad I was that the Sunday night shakedown was going off the air. And he said, yeah, well, you know, it, it's going to be missed in the radio community. The show will be missed in the radio community and the show will be missed obviously by the musicians around the Rochester area, which was very flattering. And, and I'm honored by that. But he said, you know, as as a friend of mine who worked in radio, he said, you know, all of us who work in radio are so jealous of you and Frank because you're doing what the rest of us want to do. You're you're able to just go in and pretty much do whatever you want, yeah. you know, as long as with, within certain guidelines. Sure. You know, we couldn't go swear, you know, certain, we couldn't say certain swear words on the air and we couldn't do certain things, of course, according to corporate policy and FCC regulations and all that stuff. But, but you know, he said, you know, we're all jealous of you because you can just do whatever you want. You yeah. know, you just, <laughs> you, could, you, you had a lot more freedom so that was never something that I took for granted. I know Frank never took that for granted either. And we, we enjoyed that freedom. But at the same time, you know, we tried to use it in a smart way to make the show sound good. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's probably part of the reason why your show was so popular is that there wasn't any sort of formula, a lot of variety and just didn't really know what to expect when you when you tuned in. So. Yeah, we didn't even know what to expect. We, we were just, you know, we would always surprise ourselves. And yeah. We tried to surprise the guests because we always thought that made for good radio when you catch a guest off guard and kind of get them outside of their circle of comfort right. and make them start thinking outside the box. But yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we, we enjoyed the surprises and we enjoyed, you know, having more liberty to just kind of go wherever we wanted. Because Frank and I are both zany people. Frank yeah. and I are both kind of... Um, we can be a little impetuous sometimes and we can be zany and we can be, uh, 
hopefully creative to a certain degree. I know Frank's a very creative person, so we tried to utilize that and just kind of, you know, give it, give the show that kind of, uh, the feel, even though we were rehearsed and we were prepared for certain things, we tried to give it a kind of a free for all kind of a feel. Yeah. Awesome. Well, us as, I mean, us as, uh, listeners, we don't, uh, we see shows come and go all the time off, yeah. off the air and, it seems like the process of starting the show in this case was a carryover from a, another show right. at CMF. And if you wouldn't mind, what, can you take us through what what was that? What was the end of the show like? How did that come to be? Uh, if you're comfortable talking about that, and you know, just kind of fill us in as radio listeners as to how those decisions are made, and then mm-hmm. in your case, how it played out for the Sunday Night Shakedown. Right. You mean the, the the final episode, the final last? I guess the whole process of the whole process ending of, the show from yeah. uh, when it was, you know, a regular part of the broadcast schedule to when you found out that it was going to go off the air, and then mm-hmm. you know, right through the end, you had I know you had a big party at Record Archive, a ce- yeah. celebration of the show. So yeah. just if you could just take us through that that whole process. Sure, I. It was a gradual process. It was more gradual than I thought it would be. Uh, because I, when we found out that the Sunday Night Shakedown was going to be taken off the air, it was made clear to us that we were not being fired. You know, uh-huh. and, and some people might still think that Frank and I got fired from 98.9 The Buzz, which is not the case. We, Frank and I did not get fired. And like we've been saying throughout the course of this interview today, I still work at the radio station. I still work for 98.9 The Buzz. I still work for 96.5 WCMF and all of our sister stations. And I do mostly commercial production and editing and voiceovers. And I still go live on the air on WCMF when they need subs and things like that. I, I sub for WCMF and I do work around the radio station. So they did not fire us. Frank and I are still employed at 98.9 The Buzz and all the other stations at Intercom Rochester. But what happened was when we found out that we were going to be taken off the air, <laughs> I found out first and uh-huh. then I had to break the bad news to Frank. And I wasn't sure how Frank was going to respond to it. And I knew he would be disappointed and yeah, angry. Of uh, you know, I know I was disappointed and I was angry and I'm sure Frank, you know, at the time I was assuming Frank would feel the same way. And I told Frank, I gave him the news. We, we had to do, a, it was a Sunday night and, and I knew that the show was going off the air uh, prior to us going on the air uh, that Sunday night. And I didn't want to tell him before the show because mm-hmm. I didn't know how that would affect him emotionally. And I didn't know how that would affect his performance as we broadcasted live, you know, especially with it being a live show, anything can happen and you just have to roll with the punches. And that's what we did for so not 12 to, years. Yeah. Not to interrupt, but how, how, like what time frame was this? How long before the last episode was this? It was about, it was just over a month, maybe five or six okay. weeks. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and we were, I was informed about it. And then, and then Frank was informed as well, but he, they, I, I felt it was better for me to give the news to Frank myself. And it was, it was about five or six weeks before the final episode. They gave us advance notice, mm-hmm. which, which was probably good because, I think it was probably better to do it that way rather than us just showing up at the station some Sunday night to get ready to do the show and there's the the suits <laughs> standing yeah, yeah, there. Sure. Uh you guys aren't going to do your show tonight. It's all, it's all over. You know that would have been kind of devastating. So uh, it, at least this way we had time to 
emotionally and psychologically prepare ourselves and our listeners and our guests and musicians for the, the ultimate last episode. Um, so I told Frank about what was happening. We did the show that night. And then I told Frank after the show, I, I told him what was happening. And there was, um, there was silence for a second and he did, he was just kind of looking at me and he said, well, I'm surprised they let us get away with this for this long. <laughs> I'm surprised they let us get away with it for this long. You know, <laughs> because, you know, we were on the, the show itself, the Sunday night shakedown was on the air for 12 years. Yeah. And I was the producer and co-host of the shakedown for nine of those 12 years. And it was an amazing experience. And if you think about it, local music radio shows in, in today's current radio industry, uh, a local music radio show on a major FM commercial radio station like 98.9 The Buzz typically has a lifespan, uh, like an average lifespan in general of a show like the Sunday Night Shakedown would probably be one to three years uh, at the most. Yeah. So for us to be on the air for 12 years was a great run, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of people said, you know, you can walk out of that with your held, with your, with your head held up high, uh, cause it was, it was a long run. It was a good run. So, you know, and we were very thankful to be a part of it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was just over a month before the last episode when we found out that they were taking the Sunday night shakedown off the air. And there's a lot to it. It's a very long story and it's a complicated process. Uh, and it was, it was painful. I mean, I, I always tried to remind myself that this is business. It's not personal, but it's difficult to not take it personally when you're that invested in a radio show. Yeah. It was more than just a job for me. And I know it was more than just a job for Frank too. We put a lot of heart and soul into the Sunday night shakedown. It was a very important show for us and I think it was a very important show for our listeners and for the musicians around the Rochester area and our local music community. It symbolized something that was good, you know, like like to have a major FM commercial radio station featuring local music, unsigned artists and local independent music. That was a huge thing. It was very important. So um, as a musician myself, you know, Frank and I are both musicians as well as radio personalities and producers. So we understood the importance of a show like the Sunday night shakedown featuring local music on a radio station like 98.9, the buzz. And when they told us it was coming to an end, it was very disappointing and it made us angry and it made us sad, but we tried to deal with it as professionally as possible. And like I said, I tried to remind myself that it's business is not personal, even yeah. though I was taking it personally. But, uh, you know, Frank and I were disappointed, but we carried on and we, we carried it through to the last final live broadcast, which happened on December 18th, 2016. And it was very emotional. And I'm sure a lot of those emotions came through over the air as we were broadcasting, but we had a huge amount of support from our listeners. We had a huge amount of support from our friends. We had a huge amount of support from the musicians and the local music community around Rochester. And there were even people at the station who were showing us a lot of support, which we are very grateful for. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was something where, you know, we kind of had to wind down and it took a lot for me to, to psychologically and emotionally detach myself from it because, and I was yeah. surprised by that because it wasn't until we were informed that the show was going off the air that I learned 
you know, how attached I really was to the show. Mm -hmm. You know, it was something that was more than just a job. It was something that was uh, very special for us. And, and, you know, it it was very fun too. You know, there were times where it could be frustrating or tiring, but it it was always a lot of fun. It was always worth it. Yeah. Well, it was a great run for sure. And uh, I know that the local music community can't show enough appreciation for the show. You can just see on your the the Facebook page to all the all of the comments and support that came through when you made the announcement and then right up to the last episode. So Yeah, we were very very grateful for all the kind words and encouragement and some the, the kind words, encouragement and support that we received from our listeners and fans and friends and families and, and, and uh, the people at the radio station, our coworkers at the radio station and all the musicians around Rochester was overwhelming for Frank and me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're very grateful for that. that. That definitely blew us away. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that you're a musician as well. I know you have a bunch of different projects going on. What's, uh, what do you have in the works now? Right now, I'm playing drums in a band called Extended Family, and I've been a part of Extended Family for approximately four years. And it's been a great experience. I play drums with Extended Family. They're a great rock band here in Rochester. Uh, I play drums in a band called The Goods. Uh, but we're currently thinking about changing our name because our bass guitar player quit back in November. He quit the band, and we recruited a new bass guitar player who's a wonderful guy. He's a, he's a wonderful person, and he's a very talented musician. So we're currently going through the process of acclimating him to the band. He's learning the music. We're writing new songs uh, to feature him on the bass guitar and, and, you know, to feature all four of us in the band really, but, uh, to, to adjust to his new style is new for us, you know, his, his style of playing bass guitar. Uh, so that's, that's a, a fun process because we had been, especially you know, the goods and extended family are two bands for which I'm very thankful. I'm, I'm honored to be the drummer for both of those bands because they're all good friends of mine. They're all good people and they're all talented musicians. And, as a musician, it's always special and fun to play with other musicians who are talented and have an enthusiasm for the music. It's got to be something for which you're very passionate. Otherwise, it doesn't work right. And, you know, everyone, every musician I play with is very passionate. So that's something I'm always happy about because I'm passionate about music. So it's a good thing. But both, I'm in a weird place musically now. I think my whole life is just kind of going through this transitional kind of a phase because, you know, the Sunday Night Shakedown came to an end in December and and Frank and I are currently working with some people at the radio station to develop the Sunday Night Shakedown into a podcast, which will be called The Shakedown, or we're thinking about calling it The Rock City Shakedown. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so, so we're sad that the live broadcast of The Shakedown has come to an end, but we're looking forward to The Shakedown podcast. And we're currently trying to make that happen. We're working hard to develop the Shakedown podcast. So we're excited about that. But it's a transition that we're going through. And then, you know, of course, I mentioned the goods. Uh, We lost our bass guitar player in November. He quit the band. So we have a new bass guitar player now who's wonderful. He's very talented. He's a great guy. And we enjoy having him in the band. But we're thinking about changing the name of the band. We're writing new songs. We're learning. We're having the new bass guitar player learn some of the older songs. But we're focusing on going in a new musical direction and writing new songs. So there's a transition. Yeah. And it's good. It's a positive thing. I think having the Shakedown turn into a podcast is a positive thing. I think uh, taking a new musical direction with the goods and possibly changing the name of our band is a positive thing. But it's a transition. You know, there's a lot of transitions happening for me now. And, uh, you know, Extended Family is is still going strong. 
but uh, you know we're currently writing a lot of new songs delving into new music looking at recording a new album sometime this year which will hopefully be released by the end of the year early 2018 so we're excited about that but you know again it's transition so everything in my professional life and even some things in my personal life are experiencing transitions and i've always thought of myself as someone who can embrace change and i think that i adapt to change fairly well and whether you want to embrace change or not, you just have to because change happens and you have to roll with the changes. Right. You have to roll with the punches and you have to adapt. Otherwise, you become obsolete. So, But sometimes I fear change a little bit for various reasons because I, I don't get lazy or complacent and I don't like to get too comfortable. But at the same time, when change happens, I just want to make sure it's changed for the better. I want I want to make change for the sake of progress. I don't mm. like making changes just to make lateral moves and I certainly do not like making changes to step backwards. You know, I I always want to move forward. Yeah. So, whenever I'm going through a transitional phase and whenever I'm making changes, I just want to make sure that those changes are for the sake of progress. Yeah, yeah. Moving forward. It's crazy how fundamental change is to life, man. Professional personal, whatever. Things are always changing down to all the way down to the cellular level. Absolutely. C cells are dying every second and you're not <laughs> the same person you were three seconds ago. That's so right. We're always shedding uh, our skin. It's the biggest part of life there is. But it's true. We're it's good to hear that you have uh, the new projects going on. The, it's great to hear. I'm sure the local community is going to be psyched to tune into the the Rock City Shakedown podcast. Thank you. And um, so where can people find out when this thing is going to launch, uh, where can people find out what you have going on? I don't know if it's two separate. If you have a Sunday Night Shakedown social media accounts and then you have the Woody social media accounts, where can people follow you and find out what you got going on? <laughs> yeah, they can they can look us up on all those social media accounts. Uh, you can you can like the Sunday Night Shakedown on Facebook. We have a Sunday Night Shakedown page on Facebook, which will ultimately be changed to the Rock City Shakedown or whatever we decide to name the podcast. When when the Shakedown becomes a podcast, we will adapt. You know, we will we'll, uh, when, when the when the Shakedown becomes a podcast, we will make all the necessary changes in our social media accounts to accommodate for the new name and the new style of the show and, and for it being a podcast as opposed to a live broadcast. Uh, so, but for now you can, you can like the Sunday night shakedown on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter at shakedown 989. And I'm on Facebook. I'm Jeffrey Woody Woodruff on Facebook. And you just send me a friend request or, you know, check my Facebook page out once in a while because I try to keep everybody updated on what's happening in my life in terms of what I'm doing in radio and in terms of what I'm doing with music and the bands I play with. And I do a lot of freelancing, too. I mean, um, I've got some shows coming up where I'm going to be sitting in with the Tyler Pierce Project playing percussion at a show in Rochester with them at Flower City Station. Um, I'm going to be... Uh, one of the guest hosts at the Rock City Pro Jam, which is happening at the Buddha Pub, uh, the Buddha Pub on February 20th. Um, Herb Hines and Chris Hollywood English are hosting the Rock City Pro Jam. They bring in special guest musicians every time that great, happens. Great. And I'm going to be one of the special guest musicians on February 20th, along with Nate Coffey on guitar. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm honored that they asked me to be a special guest there. And uh, just a few weeks ago, there's the big January Thaw concert hosted by the Buddha Hood, which is a great band here in Rochester. They're local music sure. legends around Rochester. Yep. They're a legendary band. And it's every January, they have their January Thaw concert to pay tribute to the late, great Tony Cavagnero. 
who's a friend of mine and he's one of the founding members of the Buddhahood and was a very key player in the Rochester music scene. So uh, we miss Tony. He passed away nine years ago. So we miss him and we have our tribute concert to Tony every January. And that's a lot of fun. And they asked me to sit in on percussion with them and they asked me to be the MC of the show. So I was honored by that. So, you know, I'm doing things like that. I'm doing a lot of freelance work as a musician and still working in radio, doing on-air broadcasting as well as commercial production. And I'm playing drums with extended family and playing drums with the goods or whatever new name we're going <laughs> to name the band. So, <laughs> so I'm keeping myself busy. And plus, you know, I have a family. I have a wonderful wife and a wonderful daughter. And I try to spend as much time as I can with the family because family is very important. And I love my family very much. And I always enjoy spending time with them. And uh, I enjoy making music. And I enjoy broadcasting on the radio. So I'm going to continue all of that and we will certainly keep you updated with everything that's happening with the bands and all the shows and albums that are going to be coming up later this year and 2018. And we will, um, we will certainly keep you updated. Frank and I will certainly keep you updated with how the Shakedown podcast is developing. So again, you can like the Sunday Night Shakedown on Facebook and we will keep you updated on Facebook and other social media with the development of the Sunday Night Shakedown podcast. It'll be the Shakedown podcast. We'll keep you updated on that. And um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Just look for Woody Woodruff or Jeffrey Woody Woodruff. And there's it's W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F. There's another guy out there named Woody Woodward who's a friend of mine, and I love Woody Woodward, but I'm not Woody Woodward. I'm Woody Woodruff. Everybody always confuses us. Everyone always confuses us. They tag like pictures of me, Woody Wood. Like there's pictures of me on Facebook, and Woody Woodward gets tagged gets in those tagged. pictures, and then I get tagged in pictures of Woody Woodward. Where everyone's always screwing us up. Everyone's always mixing us up. I'm Woody Woodruff. W o o d r u f f. Damn it. And he's Woody Woodward. Well, at least he's a cool guy. He's a he's a so, great guy. Yeah, I know Woody Woodward. He's a friend of mine. He's a wonderful guy. But we always joke. Whenever we see each other, we always joke because we're like exchanging identities. Yeah, that's everyone, funny. Everyone's always mixing us up. But uh, cool. Yeah, I get fired up about that. Just make sure you get your nomenclature right. Get your identification right for all of us. I'll spell it out phonetically in the uh, show notes. So <laughs> when all this right. when this podcast gets released, I want you to spend. At least twenty of the forty minutes of this podcast spelling my name. Yes, I'll go letter by letter. <laughs> letter Show notes will just be your name <laughs> repeated over and over yes. and over. It's mostly because I don't want to be confused for anyone else. It's also because I have an, a gigantic ego. I just like hearing the sound of my name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks a lot again for coming by. This was great. I'm real excited for the future of the show. Thank uh, you. Podcasting is awesome. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be great for the community to have a local music podcast. People can take it to work with them. They can do whatever they got to do. They don't have to wait for the live, live broadcast. I think it's going to be just as strong, if not stronger, than the, the Sunday Night Shakedown show. So congr- Thank you. congrats on all your stuff. And, Thank you very much. Uh, thanks once again for coming by. It's my pleasure. I'm honored to be a part of your podcast, Mike, and thank you very much for having me on your program today. I appreciate it. And, yeah, we'll keep you updated on the Shakedown podcast, I think, you know, there were, there were many people who said during, like, like, you know, when the shakedown was happening, but many people said, well, Woody, I'm sorry we missed the shakedown on Sunday night. Uh, you know, I wasn't able to listen, but do you have a podcast? You know, do you have anything up online that I can listen to? And now I think, you know, with the podcast and people, if they can't listen on Sunday night, they can listen any day of the week, any yep. time of the day. And I think it will actually increase our reach. 
And uh, I, I think the Sunday, I think the Shakedown podcast is going to be a lot of fun, and it'll be a great way to continue to support the great local music scene that we have here in Rochester. And uh, and I thank you for doing what you do with your podcast, and we appreciate your support. You're running a great podcast, and I'm happy to be a part of it. And I promise, next time I'm on your podcast, if you choose to invite me back, I promise I'll wear a shirt next time. Maybe I'll reach out to. Uh woody woodward yeah. see if he wants to come in yeah yeah give him a call i'm sure he'd like to be interviewed too all right man well thanks again woody thank you my friend Put you in a chain.